The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast with your host, metaphysician, Reiki master, and hypnotherapist, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week, we will discover teachings, tips, and tools to radiate your best life ever with practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hello and welcome back to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today, we have return guest Carmen Turner Schott to radiate astrological healing. And this is going to be a very fascinating subject, I think. Uh, Carmen Turner Schott is a, a practicing licensed clinical social worker, astrologer, writer, and teacher with a national and international clientele. She is the author of The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House, Fallen Angels, which we talked about some time ago here on this show, and Sun Signs, Houses, and Healing, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology, which we're going to be talking about today. Welcome back, Carmen. It's nice to have you back again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You know, the last time we talked about the 12th house, which is kind of our, our service and um, our empathy house, it can be difficult for some. So I feel like that episode was all about emotional healing and spiritual healing. Today, we're talking about something different. So you're, so astrological healing, um, how does that even work? Yes. So so when I started uh, researching astrology and in my counseling practice and just with people uh, throughout the years, I realized that each sign has special strengths and traits that help them become uh, more resilient and also different tips and things that work for self-care and healing. And, mm-hmm. and, and so each sign is very unique, as you know, with their personality traits different um, talents, different weaknesses, different emotional strengths. And so I I started researching it and I really wanted to put it into writing what I've seen with uh, Aries through Pisces, you know, all the signs of the Zodiac um, and into a book with some tips for um, how to transform, how to heal and how to self-care and become more resilient for each sign. 
So each, each um, sign has its own chapter in the book that they can read and learn about each other. And you can also read about your loved ones and your, your children or your um, family and friends and see what tips for relationships are in there, how to help them heal and things like that. Right. Now, this book covers the self-care aspect, which is absolutely physical. What about like physical healing of illness, disease, injury, that type of thing? Yeah. So in astrology, you know, each sign represents a different part of the body. And this kind of goes back to Hippocrates, you know, the father of medicine in, in old, old medical books, you'll see an image of the human body with the symbols of the Zodiac on each area, you know, Aries rules the head and face. So you'll see the Ram, a uh, Taurus is the neck, you know, um, Gemini is the hands and the respiratory system, cancer's the stomach, uh, Scorpio's the, the, the sexual organs and the reproductive system, and Libra's the kidneys in the back, and Leo is the heart in the back, you know, Aquarius is the circulatory system, Pisces is the feet, right? So the symbols of the health conditions, I guess, let me say this, the parts of the body where we're most vulnerable um, really have to do with your sun sign, because your sun sign is your main personality. And so you're going to have a certain area that I'm going to say is weak, but that's where you'll tend to manifest illness, physical illness, when you get stressed, when you get emotionally overwhelmed and things like that. And then we always want to look at like the sixth house of health in, in someone's natal chart as well to see what planets are there, what energies are there, because a lot of things affect health. But for the purpose of this book, we can talk the basics, which would be just looking at each sun sign and what area they represent. And that's where people tend to, you know, reveal to me, uh, I get headaches, you know, I get migraines or I clench my jaw or I've had all these jaw surgeries. And I just started collecting research and realized, wow, a lot of people with, that are Taurus sun or have a lot of Taurus energy get the jaw issues the, and things like that in the neck and the shoulder stress, they mm -hmm. tense up, you know. And then Aries gets headaches um, and migraines specifically and ear infections, things like that can be associated Any the brain, anything with the brain is Aries, right? So, and you, and I really started researching this. So it's, it's been interesting. So in the book, I talk about uh, the part of the body, you know, you can read in each chapter, what part of the body rules each sign and, and different things that might help them, you know, like getting a massage or going, you know, exercising, meditation, Tai Chi, yoga, you know, different things that each sign can do um, to help relieve that tension and that stress that in that area of the body. That is so interesting. So um, like, why, why does this work? Why? <laughs> so interesting that it is, you know, different signs and planets govern each part of the yes. body it's 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 energy and that's why astrology is is such is a science it's it's so accurate it's just amazing and and there's been times where someone will just tell me their sun sign and you know and I can say you know are do you have sensitivities in these areas they're like yes how did you know that I get I get you know like cancer you know they get stomach things virgos get right. ulcers and stomach acid reflux, you know, just different things like that when they, you know, get stressed out or when they, um, you know, they don't have a good balance 
and they don't express emotions. You know, when we repress emotions, it manifests in the body. I think it really connects to other things that in the spiritual um, realm and healing realm, you know, the mind body connection, the mind body spirit connection is the same in astrology as well. But it's just that each sign has certain vulnerabilities. Um, and it goes back to Hippocrates. He, he used to say that a physician without a, a knowledge of astrology wasn't a physician, but a fool. You know, there's a quote from, Hippo <laughs> from the father of medicine, right? Hippocrates, that to, to know, to be, to do true medicine, you have to have a knowledge of astrology. That's, it was, it was connected in history. It, from the beginning of time, medical science and astrology were one. I mean, it was, it was part of everything that in the, in the history of the world. So um, a lot of this knowledge goes back to, back to ancient cultures, which, you know, is a whole nother radio show, but um, you know, it's really cool because just um, I like teaching people the basics, you know, about, you know, what astrology is, why it works is because it's, it's the map of your soul. It, it's healing. You know, we're a spirit, we're a soul, you know, we're not just a physical body. And so the time, place and date of your birth and your, your natal chart, your birth chart um, will show everything about your health and different um, strengths you have to heal, maybe different vulnerabilities like allergies, um, like having surgery at a young age. You know, all of these things can be seen in a, in a natal chart, in a birth chart. It's amazing. I, I just started seeing this from the past 25 years I've been doing this. And like, why does it work? You know, people ask me, how did you know that? I'm like, it's your chart. It's the map of your soul. I'm just interpreting what I, what I know, you know, what I see and, uh, lots of research in it, you know, lots of research in it. A lot of people like, uh, Aquarius rules the ankles as well. A lot of them sprain their ankles mm. a lot and they're, they tend to be, you know, tall and lanky, sometimes thin and, and, you know, and they twist their ankle Pisces can get, um, feet issues, you know, cramps in their feet or, um, arch issues with their feet or their feet will hurt, you know, when they're on their, if they're, um, exercising or stressed, they may need a foot massage. You're right. Um, and I'm trying to think some other signs. Sagittarius is interesting. It rules the hips and the thighs and a lot of Sages, it rules the liver. So Sages are no, uh, you know, I always caution them to be careful with, um, any kind of drugs or alcohol that they consume because, um, it, you know, their liver is more vulnerable than other signs and Capricorn, for instance, this is really strange, but I've seen it so many times rules, the knees yeah. and, and the joints and, and, uh, like arthritis and things like that, the bones, um, a lot of Capricorns get knee issues or that's their vulnerable area. I remember my brother was playing basketball in high school and it was a senior year and he went up for a layup and someone, you know, knocked him and he tore his ACL and his knee. Ooh. And, and he missed the whole season. And then I have a best friend, you know, who's a Capricorn, her knees always hurt. My daughter has a lot of Capricorn, her chart. She um, did ballet and dance and in her knee, she had something happen where her patellas of her knee was snapped. Her patellas are high. And we never knew it till we took her to the doctor that she has high patellas. And it's something that is rare. And she's double jointed, like her joints uh, can do these tests, there's a, it's a certain disease. They call it like, um, if you're very, it's like being very limble, limber, you know, you can do, she used to be able to put her arm, her foot back behind her head when she, when she went all her whole life. Yeah. And so, uh, things like that. And so it's interesting that that's Capricorn, you know, the joints, the knees, and 
the patella, you know, stuff like that. So I just see how accurate it is. It's, you know, and uh, for myself, you know, being a Virgo, uh, my, my stress area, you know, even when I got the COVID vaccines, um, it went straight to my stomach and Virgo rolls the, st- the stomach is what rolls Virgo, the sign. And that's my vulnerable weak area. And I told the doctor, I ended up having to have some things done because my, I had, I had an inflammation in my stomach lining and mm. it, and it was from, I think just stress and the COVID vaccines. I, I know it's not, I told the doctor, I can't prove it, but I'd never had an issue. It's just like, it went straight to my stomach, but that's my weak area, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I've always thought that because COVID seems like it it hits everybody differently. And so, of course, my bailiwick is the energy system, chakras. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? So, and, you know, the, according to where we might have a weakness, just kind of like Achilles. Achilles had a weakness. His only vulnerability was his, yeah. his heel. And that's yeah. where he got attacked. So it's kind of like where we have vulnerabilities and, in yeah. know, kind of a uh, preponderance to having these things going mm-hmm. on, right? It's so, interesting. Do the uh, astrological houses also relate to chakras that you know of? Um, it's interesting. Um, not so much in astrology, but in general, uh, yes, I mean, our chakras affect how we heal. And yeah. so I, I do notice... Um, and I did an article about it years ago. There, there is a, a certain chakras are more vulnerable for certain signs. So for instance, like Scorpio, um, when I did Reiki energy healing, a lot of clients I had that were Scorpios suffered from um, female uh, reproductive issues, either cysts on their ovaries, um, you know, endometriosis, different things like that. And, and what the underlying cause was Um, in their chart and in their energy field was repression of emotion and unhealed trauma. And so working with trauma victims, especially sexual abuse, uh, people that have been, um, you know, traumatized in some way, uh, they tend to carry their, their unhealed pain in that area of the body. And, and that's where they need to really heal and to release that. So their body can, you know, the mind body connection um, I've noticed that a lot for Scorpio, people with a lot of Scorpio energy or eighth house planets, et cetera, uh, which I have in some of my other books. But um, another thing is Taurus. Tauruses rule the throat. So when I would do energy healing or see Tauruses years ago, um, they would always get sore throats. You know, when they would get sick, it would go straight to their throat and it'd be scratchy or they'd get strep throat or they, they lost their voice, laryngitis. And a lot of times I'm like, have you been speaking up what you feel, what you think? Well, no, I've been repressing that. Right. So that's where it'll manifest in the body. So the signs are related to the chakras and from what I believe and seen. Right. It's, it's all connected. You know, it's all, connected. it's all connected. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's like all this big wad of string. That's all connected. You pull one yes. side and the other side starts to pull. Um, yes. Now, I'm lis- I'm listening to this and I'm a Leo yeah. and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I've got the throat stuff. I've got, um, you know, the, the reproductive organ stuff. I've got yeah. all these other things that are not necessarily yeah. related to Leo. And, yeah. um, can we have like, where do, 
do our ascendant signs, do our planets, any of that yes. play into it as well? Definitely. I, you could spend your whole life learning medical astrology. There's so much. It's, yeah. a, it's, it's amazing. There's tons of books. I, and you can look up different illnesses and it'll tell you what aspects, what, what planet in the house might cause certain disease. I mean, sure. it, it's, it's very complex. And uh, so I don't want to confuse everybody, but yes. So, so we want to look at, um, of course, the sun, moon, rising sign. You want to look right. at the sixth house, what in the first house as well. You know, first house is your, your physical appearance, your outer but the sixth house is, is health and diet and your, your physical health. So you want to look at what sign is on the cusp of the sixth house in your chart. You know, there's 12 houses. Oh, so you want to you look at that. And that often shows me what's going on as well. And then if you have certain planets there, that will intensify, you know, me analyzing a, a reading about health. Sometimes we don't have planets in the six and that's okay. Um, but typically people that have Neptune, you know, I'll give you an, an instant. Neptune in the sixth house, when they're born, Neptune's the planet of, of drugs, medicine, alcohol, addiction, also illusion, secrets, and in and, and this mystical kind of hidden secretive energy. So people have illnesses that are hard. No one can figure out what's wrong with them. Oh my goodness. So, so a lot of people will be misdiagnosed. I always tell people if I see someone with this placement, specifically Neptune in the sixth, make sure to get second, third, and fourth opinions on any medical issues you have. And to be careful what kind of medications you take because medicines tend to affect them the opposite way because it, it doesn't affect them like most people. And it's really interesting, you know, like if Sudafed is supposed to you know, uh, make you tired, it'll wake them up and make them hyper and they can't sleep, you know, opposite effect of medicines. It's yeah, really paradoxical. Yeah. It's yeah. A paradoxical effect. Yeah. And, and typically when they're young, they suffer from allergies and, and just mystery illnesses that no one could figure out. And they may grow out of it when they get older, but it's something to know. And also whenever we have a Neptune transit, or any transit of any planet through our sixth house of health, that is when we'll have health stuff pop up uh, often. So, yes. So I had that when Neptune transited my sixth, which was which happens for a long, long time. It's like twelve to fourteen years. I mean, it'll be messing with your health house for that long and every area of life, right? And it, it's it's a long time uh, transit. So it affects a long period of your life. So um, when it left my sixth house, it was just a couple of years ago and it, and it went into my seventh. And when it was in my sixth, I had all of these medical issues pop up. It was, I had a, my, I didn't even know I had issues. I went in for some female ultrasound, uh, found out I had gallstones and a cyst on my kidney and all, and I had no idea I'm okay. It was like all like fluke stuff that wasn't going to hurt, kill me. But they're like, I'm like, this is Neptune in my six. I was so mad, you know, because it was transiting. And, and now that it left, you know, I'm okay, but I had to have some surgery. I, it was all kinds of stuff going on. So I always know when, what to warn people of that might come, you know, in their life because it's energy and, and it's all karma and it's all about what we're meant to learn and go through. Yeah. So that would be a good year to put extra money in your HSA account. 
Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, and to de-stress and to make sure you're, you're taking care of yourself and taking time off work and eating right, exercise, you know, just being more cautious about your stress levels because I believe stress is the number one reason that we get sick. And, right. and that's where, and a lot of times we have, we don't truly feel things. So we repress our emotions. And I believe the emotions are our moon sign, which is our emotional nature is a big part of our health as well and how we express ourselves. Right. Oh, that is fascinating. I was, I was just kind of sitting here taking notice and reacting a bit when you were talking about, um, you know, I think it was Neptune, Neptune in the sixth, where you have these mystery illnesses and get second, third opinions. And then like everything you said was like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It now, could be uh, to look at your chart and see if you got Neptune, you know, in your six or transiting your six. Um, Cause when it, and this is the thing which transits to know too, is that when a planet first goes into a house is when it, there's usually something will happen. Mm-hmm. And usually, um, and then sprinkled across many years, but then also when it gets ready to leave, often something will happen. So I think back and when Neptune went into my sixth house, um, I had, I found out I had skin cancer on my nose. I had to have surgery. Oh. I, and, and I just had a little clear dot. Like it looked like a little, like a little pimple and it was there for three years. And I just kind of ignored it. And I thought, well, it's just not going away. And it kind of Kind of, you know, and, and, and of all things, the doctor called the dermatologist like, I cannot believe I'm having to tell you this. He's like, it's basal cell. It's, it's cancer. You have to come in and get your, uh, get surgery on your nose. I'm like, what? So I did that. And then of course, you know, the same year I had a bad mammogram, which it was okay. In the end, I had three different opinions. And so this is the thing with Neptune. It causes illusion and mystery around health when it's in the sixth. Oh my God. You got to be careful. Yes. And what, and, and don't panic. If, if you do get diagnosed with something, it's typically going to be okay, but you, you won't know. It's going to be like this feeling of, I can't see clearly. Uh, I can't see what's happening. I can't, I don't know what's going to happen. That's Neptune. It makes you feel like, it's like a fog you know, that surrounds our health issues for a while. So this resonates so much. Yeah. Cause I get the yeah. weirdest physical things nobody can figure out what it is and then it just goes away yes it could be it could be also you know um an aspect in your chart you know when we when our we look at our birth chart neptune could be you know aspecting your sun or it could be the transit of neptune hitting with something in your chart you know there's we look at everything as astrologers but you know i try to teach astrology on a basic level because i don't want to confuse people but like i said medical medical astrology I could spend a lifetime and I still wouldn't know it all it's so in-depth and amazing like you it, there's so many types of astrology that you can right. learn and teach yourself it's it's just a never-ending hobby you know I'm always learning something new as well and studying different things so right no it's a huge and vast thing yeah, yeah I'm yeah. going to be um interviewing Mitchell Lewis who's in okay. medical astrology oh nice yeah upcoming yeah, so that'll oh, be that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's just it. I've had many astrologers on the show, just you know, like you, but yeah. everybody has a different specialty, it seems, right? Yeah. 
and Definitely. everybody brings something a bit different. What I like about your work is that you really break down each house and you talk about everything having to do with yeah. that. And then this, this healing book, I thought was just wonderful. You sp- but you, you do, you break it down for people. This is what houses are, folks. This is yes. what the planets are and what they rule and what they govern. So it's, it's kind of a, a tutorial as well. At least the beginning, the beginning of the book is a tutorial. Yes, it's for any, any beginner and anyone that's seasoned as well to really understand the basics of all the signs and how to do your natal chart, how to, how to look it up. You know, what are the planets? What are their meanings? You know, it's like, it's like three books in one, really, because uh, you get the intro, which is uh, all about everything. And then you get into each chapter of each sign. Yeah, yo, it's fascinating. And so what's, what's also interesting is just how we map this out before we're even born. Yes. And map it out as we're being born. Yes, it, it's, it's. Well, in astrology, not every astrologer believes this, but most do. Uh, they believe that we live many lifetimes, you know, that there's, yeah. and so that's a big thing in astrology when we look at our charts is that it's all about karma mm-hmm. and, you know, having planets, you know, like we talked about on the last interview in the 12th house, mm-hmm. that's the house of karma. Mm-hmm. And so it's, um, you know, lessons we have to learn. And it's the same for, you know, when we, when we choose to be born, you know, we choose to uh, come at a certain time, place, pick our parents, all of that kind of thing, I believe, uh, to, to master what, um, you know, what God and what our soul came here to learn and right. to go through in different experiences. And, and I do believe some things are destined to happen no matter what we do. And then we also have free will and choice. So, you know, astrology is fact, but there's no greater power over man than his own will is what Edgar Casey said. And I love Edgar Casey because he talked a lot about astrology and health as well in his readings um, and the connection between all of this stuff and his, in his readings. And he was a, he was a preacher. He was a pastor and started um, getting, you know, healing information to help people heal from diseases and illnesses is how he started. So I, I research a lot of his stuff too. Yeah, I'm reading his uh, book on healing. Fascinating nice. stuff, right? Yes. You know, trans channel. I'm hoping to find somebody who can, who is an expert on on Casey to talk about uh, his work. But yeah, it's it's. I love how all of these things just completely overlap. It's yes. so cool. All these things inform each other. Yes. You know, something that I talk to people about is, and I think you've pretty much answered my not my mm. question, but. You confirm this, that we'll often have one thing that we're working on health-wise in our life, one primary thing. Like mine is throat chakra. Yeah. Yeah. Hashimoto's, got neck problems. My teeth didn't fill in correctly, so I had to have Mm -hmm. fillings. Just like allergies, shoulders, like all of the throat things. So do you find that as well, that people usually have kind of one chakra one area that they're yes on mm-hmm. yes yes typically you know it's it's the it's the throat the heart and the and the lower chakra uh the basal the oh the root sacral yeah yeah the oh, root the okay. yeah it's it's um survival and like um just those very intense emotions 
and yeah. life experiences we don't always yeah know how to handle like loss of a loved one um losing someone we love um yeah you know heartbreak betrayal yeah. you know all those things uh, you know having to forgive that that holding on to unforgiveness is kind of that low the lower chakras I find and I feel like the throat mm -hmm. chakra I used to I get that once in a while as well I think it has to do with um speaking um yeah. speaking what you really think and feel right. and 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 I know I like to avoid conflict and I like to be a peacemaker so if I don't speak what I really feel I'll get a sore throat or and let me give you an example. Before I got COVID, we I was at a work conference and I think I had to reschedule because of it with you because I got sick. But I had a, it was a very stressful week. Let me just say traveling and people were tense and no, and I remember saying to my coworkers, we, we said, we're not going to speak. We're not going to say a word. We're just going to listen because we felt like when we speak up, were not valued or they didn't listen to what we said it was just kind of the vibe we've had this year right at work yeah so so we all were quiet and we look across the room at each other and I just I was a lot quieter than I typically am but by Friday the tension had built up so much the emotions and people were crying people were angry venting to me after the you know we went to dinner and and so I was absorbing everybody's negativity right and uh, yeah. and by Friday I finally spoke up and I kind of got felt like I kind of got yelled you know uh they didn't like it let me just say that that I said yeah. what I was said and then I shut down and so then I flew back and the day I got the day I got home from the airport it went straight to my throat it felt like a cotton ball right here <sighs> And I thought, oh my gosh, am I getting like strep throat or, and I started losing my voice. I got laryngitis and, and I thought, well, maybe that's weird. And I was still kind of going Saturday. And then I woke up Sunday and a coworker called and said, they tested positive for COVID and they were on the trip with me. I said, oh no. And, and it was in my lungs when I woke up. So it went from throat to lung quick. And I tested positive for COVID. I was out for like two weeks. I really three, four weeks before I felt mm. normal but I was very sick for about a week and it went straight to my throat. That's what it typically does when you don't speak what you think and feel, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah, COVID's the, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. Everybody gets it differently. You can, if you're having like six and seven chakra issues, you'll have the brain fog and headache really bad. Throat chakra, you get a sore throat, the heart chakra, breathing problems and even blood clots and things like that. Yeah. It, yeah. It hits everybody differently, which is interesting. Do you have any Taurus in your chart? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Okay. That could be, that's the throat. That's the throat. That's see. the throat. And mm -hmm. see, I'm a South node Taurus, North oh, node okay. Scorpio. So, you know, I do think, you know, uh, I like to look at the nodes as well when we look at different illnesses, because the South node is what we've already mastered and, and whatever sign it is, is in our soul. We have mastered that sun sign, right? Traits mm -hmm. and energies. And yeah. so for me, I mastered being a Taurus. And so I meant to leave that behind and become a Scorpio. Uh, but I find that I do get a lot of, of Taurus, you know, neck, shoulder tension, uh, always it's in my, in here, always need it when yeah. I get a massage in the head and I got a lot of Aries. So I get headaches, you know? Yeah. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, 
a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Did you know that Radiate Wellness is more than just a podcast? That's right. We're also a comprehensive holistic wellness practice. Find out about our services, practitioners, and upcoming events at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. While you're there, visit our podcast page to read more about our great guests and even donate to the podcast. If you like our podcast, you can help in other ways as well, like subscribe or follow us wherever you're listening right now. Tell a friend, a family member, or a co-worker about the great content you find here. And if you wouldn't mind, please give us a thumbs up, a five-star rating, or a positive review. Sounds like a small thing, but it really helps. You might like to know about our Facebook communities while we're at it. We have a free community, the Radiate Wellness Community, on Facebook for news and great free content. Our subscribers group is Radiate U, as in the letter U, but also, well, you. There you'll find curated replays of past classes, guest interviews, and more. And now, Back to our podcast and back to our guest. So, okay, dumb dumb question. What is a node? Okay, so in astrology, we we calculate a different different mathematical things, but it's the nodes of the moon is what we call it. And they look like little horseshoes. So if you look at your chart, it looks like a a horseshoe with two little uh, circles. And then there's an upside down one and then a, a, a right side up one. And the upside down one is your past, your past lives. It's what you've mastered in, in other lifetimes, what your soul has already learned. And that's where we feel most comfortable. So as we get older, um, we don't even start moving towards our North node until after our first Saturn return, which happens at age 27 to 30. And after, after we turn 31, we start feeling the pull of the North node sign. Because we're living in the past, feeling all cozy and comfortable, but uh, you know the universe and God said, "Nope, you're gonna, you have to become the North Node." So for me, I had to learn to let go of my need for comfort and stability and and things to be cozy and and accept change into my life and unexpected loss. Unfortunately, I've lost a lot of people close to me at mm-hmm. an early age, and so that's that North Node Scorpio death, rebirth, transformation, healing that I have to embrace as I get older. And our whole life, when I look at someone's chart, uh, when they're young, I, you know, I always love to see charts of people that are older, like 65, 70, because they're in their node. And when I tell them, like, did you go through this? They're like, absolutely, that was my life. And I became a whole, totally different person. And now, and, and I see them doing their soul mission, which is your North node. And we get there no matter what. It's amazing. Like every chart I do, everyone I meet, you will mas- you will get to your soul mission, either kicking or screaming <laughs> or through learning and, and trying to master the traits of your North Node is what I advise people. Like in my book, if you do your chart and you see your, your North Node is cancer, 
read everything you can about cancer or if it's Virgo, read everything you can in the, in the book about Virgo and master those traits and let go of the traits of the, of the South Node sign, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, it, it sounds like astrology just like kind of charts your it adulthood. It does. It's right? birth, birth to death. And yeah. like, let me tell you, like the Saturn, Saturn return um, is connected to your soul mission and your, which is your North node in your chart. So yeah. this planet Saturn, it takes it 27 to 30 years to return to where it was when you were born. So when you're born, it, it takes it all those years to go through all the 12 houses back to where it was when you were born the day, time, and year. And we call that's around age 27 to 30. So if you talk to people, it's amazing. Age 27 to 30 is usually a very difficult time in people's lives. And, and there's certain things that most people all go through during this age period. And it's, you get married, you get divorced, you graduate from college, you start a job, you have a baby, you move across the world, you know, you, you, you lose your job, you, you change your career, you get out of college, you go back to college, you know, there's all divorce, all these things, right, happen during that age period. And it's, and it's, it's, it's so amazing when I talk to people, what happened to your Saturn return, they said all, they'd start naming it, health issues, you know, and, and what it is, it's after they turn 31, it's like a weight's lifted off our shoulders, we all have it, you know, um, before um, I turned 30, my daughter was born, right, and when my husband, he's five years older, when we got married, he was in his Saturn return. When I had my daughter, I was in my Saturn return. So I see this with everyone. To me, it's a science. It's, I can't explain why, but it, it is that way for everyone. And so then, you know, you're moving towards your North Node for the first time in your life. And then guess what? Uh, 30 years later, when you're about, you know, 60, uh, to, let's see here, 58, 57 to 60, um, 61, you're in your second Saturn return. So uh -huh. the second time around, and by that time, most people are already in their North Node doing what their soul mission is and why they came here. Uh -huh. and, and they tell me, I'm already doing that, Carmen. Yes, you're right. I'm writing or I'm teaching or I'm traveling, or I married somebody after I was afraid of a commitment. You know, there's all these things and we're in it and we get in it by the time we're uh, 61. Wow. Yeah. And if you live long enough, like my great grandmother, she had three Saturn returns. You know, some people, if you live into your nineties, you'll have a third Saturn return and everyone on earth goes through this, everyone. And they don't always know what it means. They just know, wow, 27 to 30 was a hard time for me. Right. And, uh, and, and that's why I said, well, you were in your Saturn return. They're like, what's that mean? So I explained it a little bit and um, I'm going to be writing a book actually about the nodes with a, oh, another good. author, uh, one of my friends, Bernie oh, Ashman, we're writing a book, uh, Astrology's Magical Nodes of the Moon. And it's about uh, the North and South Node soul mission, each sign, each house they're in. And we're, oh. gonna, so we're working on that now. Yeah. So it'll be super helpful. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I mean, we see this across. Yeah. I think people don't always know what's going on, but you know, sure. After, after 30, you start to find yourself after yeah. 60, you're comfortable with yourself. Yeah. All of these things just 
yeah. we kind of think of it as, oh, that's just growing older, but no. No, these are cycles, astrological cycles. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they talk about, you'll hear a lot about the seven year cycle, you know, mm-hmm. like every seven years where they say our, our physical body, our cells, everything changes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially like in Eastern astrology, it's a mm-hmm. little different than Western. They, especially like, um, you know, Chinese astrology, they talk about the cycles, you know, the different seven year cycles. There's, there's a lot of different, different things you can study that are all related, you know, um, you know. And it all it's interesting. It, it, it is. And it all just like flows together seamlessly. Yes. All of these yes. things should tie together almost as though that there was a plan. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. I, I, I do believe exactly. that. And even twins have a di- can have a different chart, a different moon sign, a different rising, depend on the time. And, and they can have a very different, um, even a house might just shift the node into a different house, but twins might have a very similar chart, but some twins I've done charts for twins have a very different emotional nature and a different house that their, their soul mission is in, even though it's the same sign, they have a different mission. And, and like, you know, like babies, like my daughter was supposed to be born in, in, uh, October or September, October. And she was born end of August. She was very early and it was emergency kind of thing. And she was meant to be a Virgo, not a Libra. Right. And, uh, but I do, that happens a lot. People tell me that, yeah, my daughter came early or late, you know, and I feel like at, at times that's because, you know, they, you know, God knows best when we're supposed to be coming into the, into the earth realm from the spiritual mm-hmm. realm. Cause I believe we were souls before we came here. And, and that's what astrology shows is our, our past, our learning, what we've mastered and our gifts and, and what we're meant to master this time. Mm-hmm. What about people who are born like planned that they're scheduled, their birth is scheduled? Yeah. I, Does that I, affect things? I think that, that if, it, if that's what happens, it's meant to. They're meant to. I kind of think so too. I, I feel like there's no coincidences. Like I'm very into destiny and I've just seen enough and experienced enough in my life that I do believe that there's a reason that things happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I kind of think so too. Yeah. This is, this yeah. is my daughter. My daughter is adopted. Okay. And that was the plan that she was going to be induced on a certain date. And, you know, the astrologers I know said, oh, that's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough for her chart. And I thought, God knows what he's doing or they're doing, you know? Yeah, it's meant to be. So, yeah, I I do believe that there is a plan for all of this, you know, even if someone is an induced birth or they're, or if they're really late and, you know, they should have been born two or three weeks already and they're still hanging in there there's a plan for that right yes interesting so how can somebody use astrology for their healing i mean there's like there's understanding that i've got this tendency but yeah how can they use that for their healing yeah so you know let me let me talk about aries for instance aries is the first sign of the zodiac Mm -hmm. aries is known to be impatient they're known to be impulsive, rash, a um, little bit of a temper. Okay. Uh, they get angry, but once they, you know, let it out, then they feel better and they're over it. They get over things quick. 
The problem mm. is uh, they, they can have a lot of unhealthy um, conflict ridden relationships with people yeah. because of their strong, passionate, courageous, blunt, straightforward uh, nature. Some people take offense, right? And so mm -hmm. they, they are meant to learn to learn patience and to think before they speak and to slow down a little bit because they're go, 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 they're action oriented people. And so by learning some of those opposite traits of, of their opposite sign, Libra, because that's their polar opposite, which is all about compromise, uh, peacefulness, balance. Yeah, they will actually heal a lot of areas of their life when they, when they balance their polar opposite traits with their normal sun sign traits, if that makes sense. So yeah. in, the, in the book, I talk about each sign and what their polar opposite sign is. And the reason I do is because we, that is the sign that helps us heal and balance more of the difficult traits that our sun sign has. So like, for instance, Virgo, you know, we're warriors, Virgos are warriors. Uh, they like to control things. They're analytical. They get in their head too much in their mind and they overthink. Their opposite sign is Pisces, which are spiritual, easygoing. You know, they trust the universe kind of vibe, right? Artistic, creative. And so when Virgos learn to take on some of those Pisces uh, traits of having faith, and letting things go and, and believing in a higher power to help them, they can heal a lot of the of the negative personality traits that get them uh, stressed, you know, and obsessive where they have insomnia and they can't sleep and all this. And an example I give is when my daughter was a baby. As it's not in the book, but I, I should have put it in there. Um, when my daughter was a baby, she was in her crib, and I remember I was so worried about her you know, cause I was afraid of SIDS, you know, and all these things. And I laid in bed worried so much every night I couldn't sleep because I was worried about my babe, my daughter in here in her crib, you know, when I finally put her in her own room and it finally hit me, I laid there in bed and I thought I need to be more like a Pisces. This Virgo, this Virgo personality of mine is, is killing me. Right. So I'm like, I have to have faith and trust. And I just released it. And I said, I let go. And I said, God, all I can do is ask you to watch over her protect her, send your angels to guard and protect my, my child as she sleeps. And I had to let go and have faith and trust that whatever happens is meant to happen. And I have no control over it. Right. right. And so those kind of things, when we understand our own personality and our own, um, I'm going to say weaknesses, our own, um, you know, traps that we get in, but also our strengths. Because sometimes we do need to be analytical and we do need to be organized and, and practical and work hard. You know, we need that. But sometimes we need to also let go and, and have faith and, and balance those opposite traits. Um, you know, forgiveness, unforgiveness. So, for instance, Taurus and Scorpio are polar opposites. So Tauruses are very, um, you know, they like peace. They, they don't like conflict, but they also are strong-willed and very stubborn at times. And when they make their mind up, no one can change it. And Scorpio is a little bit that way, but Scorpios are known to have a hard time forgiving. And Tauruses are easily, forgive more easily because they're ruled by Venus and they, they're all about comfort, harmony, and peace and, and everybody let's get along, right? And uh, Scorpios can learn about forgiveness from those Taurus opposite traits. 
right? And, yeah. and, and, and so we all learn how to balance those traits to heal. And, you know, to me, healing is not just about the physical, but it's the mental and emotional too, all three and energy, like the mind, body, spirit connection. Like we, we need to heal different levels of our being like consciousness, so to speak, you know, like, and when you do, you know, the chakras or the energy healing, you know, there's different energy bodies, you right. know, that we have, and it's kind of that theory. Um, it's same with astrology because astrology is energy it we're made up of energy so that's why the moon affects our emotional nature and when there's a full moon people get more emotional they get more irritable they have trouble sleeping there's more arguments more fights more people at the police station in the er right during a full moon because it heightens things and the moon affects the tides of the ocean and we our bodies made up of mostly water of course the moon is going to affect people on earth and animals and mm -hmm. so it's science and uh, that's why I love it, you know, cause I just can, I love learning and I love seeing it in a practical way. I see astrology play out in my, in my life with people every single day. And that's why I love it. it I just love it. It's a personality tool. It's a spiritual tool of self-awareness that can help you understand yourself and others on a deeper level. And that's why it's been my passion since I was 16 years old. When I first started studying it. Yeah. How did you first start studying it? I know you yeah. told the story on our other episode, but did I? Yeah, I you did, but I want to hear it again. And I'm sure there are people listening yes. who have not heard that yet. So I had a strange experience happen to me uh, when I was a senior in high school uh, with a glowing ball of light in my doorway. It was about the size of a softball, a big glowing orb. And I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I, I, I just laid there and watched it. And I had no idea what it was, you know, to this day, I still believe that it was an angel uh, or a spirit guide and, and nothing to be afraid of. But, you know, being 16, it was the fear of the unknown. Oh my gosh, what is this? I couldn't move. I couldn't yell for my mother. It's, it, I lay there for hours. Finally, it released me and I was able to yell for my mother and she saw it too. So as my witness, she tells everyone, yes, she is, she's telling you the truth. I saw it too. So my mother saw it. And a lot of things that happened to me when I was younger, my mother, you know, my family would say, just your imagination. I was born uh, where I, I love dreams and dreaming. That's another thing I research a lot is dreams. I've been an avid dreamer, a deep dreamer uh, and dream interpreter since I was 16. I would dream things that would happen in real life. And what? no one could ever explain that to me. So I wanted to learn, why am I so different? Why am I not like anyone in my family, right? So I went to this little mystical bookstore and got my first astrology book. And I read about Virgo. And I started doing my chart. And I realized I had a lot of 12th house planets, a lot of 8th house planets. And I started reading what that meant. And for the first time, that validated my personal life and my emotional experiences. And the real experiences I had. And I thought, I got to learn this. This is amazing. And I just spent my life uh, studying it ever since. It's been my, uh, my passion. It helped me understand myself and other people. And it still does to this day at work. When I meet people, you know, I'm like, yep, they're an Aries. Oh, I know they're a Leo, you know, and, and I can see their strengths. I can see them, their personality traits shine through. And I understand, I'm able to get along with people in a, in a deeper way because I know their chart. 
I know their energies, right? Their talents and their strengths. And, you know, I got someone I work with that is just uh, a Leo, very, very good on stage, very good briefer presenter. And I'm like, if we need to sell anything, you need to be the one up in front of the room, you know, because it just, that's his gift. And so I, I try to tell people, this is, this is your strength. You need to do this, you know, uh, oh, you're great at that. You know, try to encourage people uh, to, to see their strengths and to utilize people in those ways at work and in life. So you have studied, been studying astrology for a really, really long time now, and you've got the books to prove it. You've pushed, published so many books. We've only talked about a couple of them. That would be The Mysteries of the 12th Astrological House, Fallen Angels, and this book we're talking about today, which is Sun Signs, Houses, and Healings, Build Resilience and Transform Your Life Through Astrology. She also wrote about The Eighth Astrological House the planets through a practical look at the planets through the houses, deeper look at the sun science, astrology from a Christian perspective. That is interesting because I, I think that there's no, nothing incompatible with astrology and Christianity at all. And then uh, astrology awareness, so many interesting things. Could we talk just briefly about, um, about some of these books. Yes, my my eighth house book was the first book I self-published that book. Yeah. And and it's based on, you know, years of research that I did on people with planets in the eighth house and a, a eighth house astrology group I had and with working with victims of trauma, you know, as a social worker. Mm-hmm. I realized that a lot of people that that lost loved ones, uh, parents, friends at a young age through death or unexpected trauma or loss um, had eighth house planets and people that um, you know that just went through some really serious things at a young age uh, that made them really strong so I wrote a book to eighth house people I call them eighth housers people that have a lot of Scorpio or a lot of eighth house uh, planets I wrote a book for them uh, mm-hmm. based on my own experiences as a as an eighth house person myself and um, all of the different uh, stories and, and lessons learned and I shared their emails in my book and things they shared with me and that kind of started my first book and then the planets to the houses I self-published it as well um, I had a publisher interested but then they said there's just too many planet books out there so I self-published that and then um, finally you know the the sun signs book, uh, sun signs, houses and healing and the 12th, um, the mysteries, of the 12th astrological house books, uh, were my first, uh, published books with a pup with two different publishers. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, the Christian astrology book, it's uh, astrology from a Christian perspective. I wrote a series of articles for about.com years ago. Um, they had reached, reached out to me and saw that I was a Christian astrologer and wanted to know more. And so I wrote a series of articles and they were out there on the web for a long time. And I thought I'm going to put them into a Kindle book. So I just uh, put all my uh, articles in there and all my research uh, for many years was about astrology in the Bible and how astrology is throughout the Bible. It's throughout ancient culture and it is part of religion in many ways. And it, and we were, it was taken away from religion, um, you know, just, I think to hide the knowledge of how amazing of a tool it is to help us understand others and ourselves but um you know even in the book of genesis uh they you know god talks about he created the seasons and 
the signs and the years and you know that's tropical astrology the reason western astrology works it never changes is it's based on the seasons of the year and uh you know the cardinal signs uh, mm-hmm. that start the seasons and and, it, and it's always accurate it never changes and and even in the book of the new testament and in the in the book of revelation and in one of the other books uh the disciples asked jesus you know when will when will we know you'll return he said you know follow the man with the alabaster jar in the house he dwells well that's the sign and symbol of aquarius the water bearer and we are getting ready to go and we are in the age of aquarius i believe or we're going to be in it very soon um you know during christianity we were in the age of pisces which was the fish you know that's the symbol of christianity the fish is right uh pisces is the two fish and Aquarius is the age of Aquarius, like the song, Dawning of the Age of Aquarius. We are in the age of Aquarius, which is technology, science, innovation, space travel, uh, Zoom, right? Doing training over, you know, working from uh, you know, like this, right? And look what happened in our society the past couple of years. So um, he warned them and he said, there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars upon my return. And uh and then it's really cool too in the book of Revelation, they're the fixed signs of the zodiac, Taurus, Scorpio, Leo, and Aquarius, the symbols are throughout churches throughout the world. I've seen them in Europe and uh, here in St. Louis, Missouri, in the St. Louis Cathedral. I'm looking and there's, you know, Jesus on the cross, and there's the four fixed signs of the astrology zodiac in the church. So you tell me why um people don't think astrology is connected to religion and spirituality i i always think i've also heard that the 12 apostles are the 12 zodiac signs yes the 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 personality traits of of the 12 uh, apostles as well as the 12 sons of jacob um mm-hmm. and they used to have uh the astrological symbols were on the 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 symbols were on the money in jerusalem on the floor of the synagogues um, the ancient Kabbalah, you know, just astrology is connected to that and goes back ancient times. You know, even Native Americans, you know, studied the stars and uh, the, you know, had different names for them. But um, I believe that God created astrology. He created the planets, the, the stars, the solar systems. He created us. He created everything. So that's why the energy, it's energy. Everything is energy. Absolutely. And I, that's why I believe it works. That's how how I explain why it works. Got it. Set up a system for us to know more things about ourselves and put it out there for all to see. Yeah, exactly. And I kind of see this, the stars is the internet of the day. It's like, you want to find out some information, look in the sky. They didn't have anything else, right? That's where all the information was. Yeah. Yeah. When Jesus was born, they followed the star and, and a lot of, a lot of things um astronomy and astrology the connection there you know there's just so much to it and I think some people until they really talk to me or read my book or get to know me and I explain things to them some people think oh it's hocus pocus or it's weird or but then they're like how did you know that like that is like exactly me and I mean very specific things that I've told that I see in someone's chart that it's not in a book um, it's just because of all of the thousands of people I've met and research that I've done on these aspects and these energies and these placements and houses and signs. Um, and they're, they, they're like, they're, that is true. 
like they, they, they almost the point where they want to read my book because they don't understand how I knew certain things. It's because it's, it's, it's a science. It's accurate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's measurable and it's repeatable. Yeah. It's right? like, it's like the Myers-Briggs. It's like the four lenses, you know, <laughs> the true, the four colors, orange, gold, blue, or green, you know, I'm trained in that at work. So, you know, I would train, you know, people and, and every team building, we would do the four lenses or true colors. And those four colors are the four elements in astrology. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, Carmen, it has been fascinating talking with you. Um, the website is 8and12houses.com, where you can find all of Carmen's books. Is there anything that you feel we've not talked about that you think is interesting or important to mention? No, I think that's good. And I do have a new website. I do have oh, another website. Exciting. Yeah. What is it? It's CarmenTurnerShot.com. CarmenTurnerShot.com. I will put that in the show notes. Thank and you. And you'll have the, the link right there. Fantastic. Well, we, we will definitely be talking again. I know <laughs> that. Thank you. <laughs> and yes. That you're a fellow Missouri girl. Yes. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and talking with me today, Carmen. It thank was you. very enlightening. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. Radiate Wellness is an international community of holistic and alternative healers dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.